When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. (laughs) So um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. We're making an ad. Napping ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm -hmm. He listens to the podcast every week. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so, um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. Hey, hey, Horror Movie Night. We are here with Vincent DeSanti, the director and writer as well, yep. right, of Never Hike Alone, which uh, was the short film we played here at the Pop Rock and Horror Con immediately after the Return of the Living Dead panel, which, side note, guys, keep your ears on the Jersey Ghouls feed. You're going to get that panel on there, and you're going to get Vincent's appearance in the Women in Horror panel, which I was unable to attend, but I was running the table while everyone else was doing it. I'm told was a key figure in really making that panel run amazingly. Well, that, that's a nice compliment. <laughs> so, now that I've got all the compliments out of the way, your movie's crap. No. Uh, thank you. Well, <laughs> no. yeah, I knew that. I already knew that. No. So tell us, how did you, how did you come all, around to doing something like Never Hike Alone? Uh, I've always been a Friday the 13th fan, and my dream when I was a kid was to work on a Friday the 13th movie. Um, I moved to L.A. with the hope that one day that I would be able to do that. You know, I moved out right before the 2009 film was going to get made. I applied at Bay Films. I didn't get I didn't get in. Yeah. Um, so I ended up working in commercials for a while, and then I got into feature animation. And as my career started to go on, and my dream of working in a Friday the 13th film, as they weren't making, like the films kept stalling and there was no place to go, I just felt that dream slowly sliding away. And so one day I was like, well, maybe I can get my kick some other way like maybe I'll build a costume so I started building my own cosplay and, and doing that type of stuff and then I kind of once I got the cosplay up and running I was like ooh it would be fun to do a short yeah. and then so I started doing that and I tried to make one and it was really bad <laughs> and uh, I realized I was like I can't do it like with no equipment and none of these things like I need to actually like go find other people in this town that can help me make it um, and eventually I started doing more live action shows. I was, you know, I was still working in animation full time, but on the weekends I was working small indie, indie films and indie shorts and things like that. And I met people and I said, hey, I got this idea, you know, and 
you know, it was inspired by me actually hiking in the woods and finding these cabins that I was originally going to shoot it at. Yeah. And getting that vibe of Camp Crystal Lake and being like, how scary would it be if I was out here by myself and Jason just stepped out and started chasing me? Yeah. I was like, that's that's a scary thought. And I think that, like, anyone would have that thought. Or anyone who's ever walked into a camp alone would probably have, like, some thought of Friday the 13th of Jason somewhere and he's going to get me. Yeah. And that just turned into kind of the movie's plot and we kind of build it from there. And what started as literally a five-minute short turned into a 54-minute feature. So, and here's the thing with that, like... I can't think of another time where I saw a fan-made short kind of have the life that this movie has had. Like, what was what was it like to suddenly see that, like, usually someone shares that short mm-hmm. and it has a life of, like, maybe a week. Yeah. And then it just kind of fades into obscurity. But this just keeps coming up time and time and time again. What do you think is making it do that? It's the fans. And yeah. I think, like, it's the best compliment in the world because... It's all word of mouth. Yeah. You know, there's no big, in, you know, there's no big industry behind this thing. It's not that I'm like, I'm not dumping money into Facebook ads and like, no, it's like just making people, it big. I mean, I have, it is as grassroots as grassroots. Yeah, and so really and that's and that's you know, word of mouth is always the one thing that you know, even for the big films, you know, it and that's what killed 2009 was the word of mouth. Yeah. Word, word of mouth stopped that film from making 150, 200 million dollars. Yeah. It stopped it where it stopped because people weren't happy with it. And Hollywood still doesn't understand that about the fans. They don't understand how the fans killed. Catwoman. They don't just like, <laughs> like you know what I mean. Like there, if if you've got a fan base like the horror fans or like the comic book fans, like we are the few people I think that actually do vote with our money. Yeah. <laughs> like, and if you don't, if you don't please those fans, if you don't please your base, new fans aren't going to carry. No. It's like that. Trying to bridge that divide is hard. So like when I. When I was, you know, doing Never Hike Alone and I was thinking about it, my thought was first for the fans. I'm going to make this for the fans so it's for them. Yeah. And then if I win them over, if I do enough as far as, like, filmmaking quality goes, people who aren't really Friday the 13th fans are not going to see a Friday the 13th film. They're just going to see a good movie. Yeah. And a good movie will get passed around. And Friday the 13th fans will be very vocal and they'll share it with their friends. So for every group of friends, there's probably one Friday the 13th fanatic. And if that one Friday the 13th fanatic can be like, you got to watch this Friday the 13th fan film, and they all go, I'm not watching a Friday the 13th fan film. Yeah. And then they go, no, no, you really have yeah, to watch this you need to watch one. this. And then they watch it, and those four other people go, wow, that was actually a really good movie. It's just that's what's really kind of curtailed it. And people who watch it over and over again on YouTube, it's like, you know, we're, we're just now getting to the million kind of count. We're 150,000 away. We've been slowly building up. Yeah. So, and it's like a it's a big thing for us. I mean, that's, that really means a lot because we only thought we were going to get a couple thousand views. Yeah. So what doors has this opened for you it's, so far? Um, it's opened up a lot of doors. I mean, I've got to meet a lot of the alumni. Obviously, got to meet Tom. Um, yeah. But he's introduced me to more people. I've gone to cons. I've, you know, I, I, I wasn't a very big convention goer. And yeah. then I started going, and I've, you know, Never Hike Alone kind of introduced me to the con circuit a little bit more. Now I've traveled around the country. I've done film festivals around the country. The film is played on all continents, um, you know, in film festivals. And it's played all over the world online, which is really cool. Um, you know, I ended up getting some professional contacts out of it. People who contacted me saw the film, saw, you know... A, you know, saw something in me yeah. and uh, started to, you know, work with some producers and a manager who, you know, believes in me and thinks that, you know, I can take an, things to the huge. next level. And, yeah. that, and that's basically what I wanted. It was I wanted somebody to recognize that my passion is for directing. And that's what I want to do yeah. with my career. And I just wanted an opportunity to do it. Never Hike Alone was supposed to be an exercise. It ended up being the, the key. Yeah, it ended up being <laughs> the key. And, and what better way? Because I'm such a big Friday the 13th fan. It was like, you know, it's just one of those, it's so serendipitous. It's yeah. like, 
my love for the franchise came out in the film and so did my talent for filmmaking and the, the two just merged and it made the film and so now it's allowed me to step into original content and get a name for myself and so yeah so now I've been you know attached to direct a film called uh, The Kindness of Strangers well that answers the, my next question which is yeah. what's next for you yeah so that's I mean that's <laughs> what I'm working on right now um, I also did some work on another script called Catfish okay um, which uh, they they want me to direct that one as well nice. I'm working on a, a, my own project right now called um I'm writing it. It's called The Beginning of the End. Okay. Um, and all three of them are horror films. Nice. Uh, you know, I'm sticking to the genre. Yeah, why not? <laughs> uh, it's, you a, know. it's a genre that will treat you very well. Yeah. And it's funny, <laughs> and, and they're three complete, you know, and it's nice. They're three completely different films. Like, Beginning of the End is a zombie tale. Uh, Catfish is more of like a thriller in, the, in like a Cape Fear. Yeah. And then uh, Kindness of Strangers is more like, it's almost like a comedy thriller horror. Perfect. Like two, I'm, I'm on board yeah, for all Two serial killers yeah. discover each other on the open road and battle it out until only one's left standing. And that's like, and that's kind of the one that's in the lead right now because there's there's a lot of you know there's a lot of people involved yeah it's and I think of the of the three that's a premise that I've never seen yeah, yeah. you know what I mean like I've seen thrillers mm-hmm. I've seen some zombie movies I ain't never seen two serial killers yeah. well, putting each it out on the road well I think what's nice is that each of them each of them have their own like it's, unique, it's twist. unique twist on their specific genre. It's not yeah. like a, a straight remake of Cape Fear, but it has those elements that, of yeah. like it's you know, a, sco- a, nice a scorned person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and beginning of the end is a very different zombie movie. Like I think right now with The Walking Dead and World War Z and the things that we've seen, they're like everything's a mass exodus of yeah. zombies and hordes of zombies. And it's like I wanted to get back to like Night of the Living Dead, people where it's a very in a house, a people trapped episode. in a house. Yeah, yeah. It, it's a castle defense movie. You know that's what I mean? That's perfect. I, and, and that's why that's what I like in zombie. I don't. It's weird. I don't care about the world outside of my main characters. Yeah, yeah. Keep me locked up with them. Make me feel that claustrophobic nature of being trapped. Well, just like Never Hike Alone, how I tapped into it to create a new story for Jason because found footage had been talked about but never been done. Yeah. And a single, like a single person facing off against Jason, no one would have ever taken that idea and said, "Oh yeah, that's a good yes. idea." Um, and I, I took it and I turned it into something else. So with like beginning of the end, I, I kind of like I started tapping back into like what are the other movies that inspired me? And Night of the Living Dead was one that scared the shit out of me. Yeah. Kid. And I remember after I watched that movie, I would walk around my house counting the pieces of wood that we had so we could board up the windows in case we yeah, could, and prep, how much glass we had and like <laughs> you know, prep work like that is yeah. essential I still, like, still kind of do it to this day <laughs> like every building I go into I see how zombie proof it is and the more zombie proof a building is I'm kind of like yeah good job like you guys are ready <laughs> So where can people go to make sure that they know when the next project is ready to be seen? Um, they want to go to our Facebook, which is uh, Womp Stomp Films, W-O-M-P-S-T-O-M-P Films. Okay. Uh, WompStompFilms.com. We're on Instagram, Twitter. Uh, they can follow me personally at Vincent DeSanti. Um, and we do have more Never Hike Alone stuff coming. Cool. Yeah, well, people have been asking for a sequel, and we've we've developed it. There's a lot of fan films coming out right now. Um, one of them that I'm involved with is called Jason Rising. Nice. Uh, they're, they're crowdfunding right now. That one's I'm really excited about as a fan. I kind of came on later on to help James Sweet, Carl, and, and Fred, the, the guys who were making it, um, just as like a consultant. But I've now become an EP. I'm helping write the script, so there's a lot of really cool things of that. But I, you know, I, I after Never Hike Alone, people wanted to see more, so we're gonna we're gonna do a give sequel. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna give them uh, we're gonna give them a lot. And Tom's involved, and I have more alumni, so it's gonna be really exciting. Nice. Well, thank you so much for joining us, and uh, you know, based on some conversations that may have had uh, happened. You might be on another episode of Horror Movie Night in oh, the great. future. Oh, yeah, so I'd love we'll, to. We'll see what happens. Uh, maybe some puppets will come to life and yes. uh, fight some aliens, and we'll talk about it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like my kind of party. 
We're making an ad. Napping yeah. ad. This is where I think if we're doing it right, Alec Baldwin comes in. He says a couple things. Mm. He listens to the podcast every week. Yep. Has he been canceled? Was Alec Baldwin the one who killed somebody? I hear that Gary Sinise is free. Oh, okay, great. He hasn't worked since 2020. <laughs> so um, what would be the script that we would have Gary Sinise say for the Napping Through Happy Hour podcast? Listen to this damn show. Damn it. The <laughs> Napping Through Happy Hour podcast brought to you by Geekscape. Real life, real drama, real time. I'm Gary Sinise. That's the ad. That's the ad. That's the ad. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.